back to another episode of Desire to Inspire, your mama's favorite podcast back in the home studio, in the transition studio. I meant to ask you this before you get on. Are you supposed to be there? Right now? Yeah. I thought you were in Arizona. Sunday. Uh, For some reason, I thought you were going straight from Ohio to Arizona. Damn, bro, you're a little fucking traveler. Yes, sir. So I'll be leaving again Sunday, be on the road, but going to try and uh, facilitate these so that way we have the mic, we have the uh, headphones, just so that way the quality is better. Um, You need to get me a fucking camera then. Got a new job and quality goes down. (laughs) Quality goes down. They ain't paying the same. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, uh, but this is all um, in the midst of things that are going to be switching up based on like when you get here and stuff like that. So I kind of like that we're... Five weeks um, from this episode, bro. Damn, that's crazy. I am looking yeah. forward to it. We had a call that motivated me and energized me just in the sense of like what we want to do when you're here, when we're together. Um, and to even like, again, putting things in the phone that we'll actually be able to sit down and, and digest together, talk about and facilitate on those things. Um, but it's it's coming and it's coming fast. That it is. That it like is. Me. I blend in oh. with my background. You do blend in with your background. It's kind of weird. But because of that, and too, I'm pretty proud of myself. I don't know how this is possible because right now I feel the biggest I felt in probably like a year. And I would like from weight wise. Yeah. From just like a body feeling. Bulky. Just disgusting. Even Mm -hmm. though like I really haven't like slipped up on dieting. I mean, here and there, like I had to eat a couple of Yala's pizzas or pieces because I haven't had it in like a year. Um, Is it in the Yalas anymore? No, I don't know the name, but it's kind of like the Jake. Like it'll always be the Jake. It will never be whatever it is now. Um, But I thought that I was going to weigh in heavier than when I went to Ohio, just because I've been on the go so much and um, stepped on the scale before I left. I was 171.3, which I've been hovering around like 173, 175 recently, but my goal is to get down to 160. So I was 171. Just whenever. Just whenever, within the next like month and a half, probably. Okay. So we're gonna we're dialing in some things a little bit different than what I've done. But when I stepped on the scale today, I was one sixty eight point eight, and that's without the morning, you know what? So yeah. I was like, oh, I will take that. I actually had stopped weighing myself for a bit, and then when was the last uh, playoff game? Was that Sunday? Yeah. So for some reason, I decided to weigh myself the day after that. And I had obviously, I went out for the game. It was in Denver. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be that much longer. They've never been in finals. Let me, let me go out. So I had some drinks and I actually had like a chicken sandwich and fries too. So I don't know why I thought it was okay to weigh myself, but I've been hovering around like 198, 199. And I've just been maintaining. I haven't been trying to lose or trying to gain or anything. I got on the scale. I was like 203. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Damn. And then I got back on today. I was 198 again. I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have got on after that. I'm good. This is a I'm prime, good. prime, prime example to all those motherfuckers out there that weigh themselves daily, that get in their head because it's like, oh my God, the scale went up two pounds. Oh my God, the scale didn't move. This is a prime fucking example of what Dylan just said is that the days don't matter. It is the weeks and months that matter. Do not look at your weight in terms of days. Do not look at your weight in terms of weeks. Look at your weight in terms of months. If you are one of those folks that has to weigh themselves for some sort of reason, look at it from a month to month period because you can fluctuate very easily five pounds, give or take either way. 
So water what you weight, can do. your morning shit. Like there's a lot of factors. And mine was a lot of things going on from the night before. So like I yeah. have been in habits where I'll weigh myself daily. But even then, like you just have to expect it to go both ways. Like you're gonna have a yep. big drop one day and then a big gain. Like it's all over the place. But yeah, it's weekly, it's monthly, it's way more long term than that. You're not gonna yeah. do anything in a day. Because you'll stress yourself out and you will make yourself anxious and panicked and everything under the sun if you are hard on yourself for what you weighed that day. Um, and I've noticed too, personally, that when I'm going through the biggest shift body figure wise, um, I always feel the worst, even though I'm making progress. So it's just like something that happens with my body where I'm like, God, I feel like body shit. dysmorphia. I don't know if I have that. <laughs> I'm just saying like when my body's making thing. a change. Oh yeah, that, um, because when I'm making a change and doing stuff, uh, I feel things, I don't know, good and bad. Um, yeah, luckily this time it was good. A lot of times you view yourself worse than you actually look. That's what yeah. body dysmorphia is. Like you see one thing than it actually is. But yeah, I definitely got that. I was proud of myself here recently. I've been trying to cut back on my caffeine intake and you know, All I right. actually need that. Dude. Yeah. But look, here we go. The yesterday, fuck? Yesterday, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So yesterday I was getting a, dude, I'm talking like a pound, like a hangover headache. And I was like, have I been drinking enough to like be going through alcohol withdrawals right now? Like I was questioning <laughs> myself. And today it clicked because I started to get it again, like 30 minutes before this. I'm like, it's caffeine. Damn. I had, dude, I've only had like two sips of this. Back to fucking regulation here. I'm fucking good. That's, that's wild. I, I would have probably fought through it if it wasn't for this podcast, but there's no way I could have been in the right headspace to have a, a conversation with the way my head was feeling. Well, but, I'm uh, glad guys, that you uh, took one for the team. <laughs> This is the only we, one I have uh, in the fridge, too, because I've been trying to cut back like that. I would have had to pour up some fucking pre-workout. Nobody wants That's that. called a problem, folks. I know, but thank God I had this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. only, uh, 200 milligrams. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Shit. And I already had Drink that right before bed. Coffee. I could go to sleep after one of these. Yeah, I know. That's I how I know I have a problem. It's actually wild you say that because when I was home, I was talking to my family and they were talking about caffeine and I was like, I could literally drink a pot of coffee before bed and just fall right asleep. I was yeah. like, it's, uh, I compared it to those one athletic, what's that drink that you're sponsored by? Ath oh, athletic brewing, like the, yeah, athletic brewing. I was telling them that you introduced me to those and I was like, it's kind of like that. Like, I just love the. I love the taste of IPAs. And so like drinking those is perfect. I love the taste of coffee, but I don't do it for either of those effects. Like I don't need either you ever of those drink effects. Decaf? Occasionally. Yeah. I never had it. it. Just tastes the same. Pretty much. The decafs that I've always had taste a little, uh, heartier, I guess would be the word that I would use like to better? describe it. Heartier. Darker. That sounds like it'd be better. Okay. Well, I drink my coffee black anyway. That's how I drink mine as well. There's something about the roast. It just like, I feel like it hits your taste buds more. I don't know if it's good or bad either. I don't hate it. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Because I think I'm a pretty big placebo guy. I think you could trick me with a lot of things. <laughs> I'm going to do that with beers when you move down here now that you say no, I that. I believe that. I believe that. Like if you like didn't tell me and like you were just pouring them in a glass or like 
Like if we went out and they had because some places have it on draft, like they had a non-alcoholic and you you were ordering for me at the bar, I think I think I was drunk. <laughs> I think I think you're correct on that statement. I think it'd be I would, cool though, cool experiment. Yeah, it would be because like then you but just like snap in the, out. It's in my head now. I'm yeah, like, am I really drunk? <laughs> let, me, let me drive and find out. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're not going to condone that. You want to give an announcement? What's the announcement? What you're doing? Um. So actually, I'm doing two things. That's what I wanted you to ask me about. Oh, uh, remember perfect. I texted you the other day? Yeah. Okay, so I am officially committing. This is what you're talking about, right? The marathon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm officially committing to the Charlotte Marathon. It is. I want to say November fourth. Tone's gonna do it. I think Sal's doing it. So two guys who did the Spartan race with us. Not me. And, uh, Maybe I'll surprise um, you. I'm not no, because I might need you for the next thing, not okay. the whole thing. So I'm also going to be aiming for a time goal this time, which I technically did last time, but like I wasn't as serious about it. But I'm trying to run a three thirty, which would be three twenty for me, like twenty four minutes. Three twenty, still twenty four minutes of a PR, which is almost a minute per mile, which is a big shave off, especially when you consider like I haven't ran one since last January. But then the other thing I wanted you to ask me about was the thirty for thirty. And so, mm, yes, sorry. I was focused. Wait, real quick, just so everybody knows, I am challenging because I feel like we're very easy on ourselves. And I get Dylan has his uh, things he easy. can say on why. See, this is what I was. Just pretend I'm not, not Pretend I'm not here. Don't talk back during this. You're the one talking. Don't talk. <laughs> so you're back definitely here. This. Let me pretend I'm not here. <laughs> yes, pretend, pretend you're not here. Okay. Uh, so, guys, a little secret. I have in my head the number that I want Dylan to achieve because I believe as humans, we put goals in our mind of what we think is hard. But I think those are actually easy to obtain because it's like, oh, we're confident we can do it. It's like the Spartan race. We knew we could do the 5 and 10K, so why not do the 20K that we did, 21K? Um, so my goal for Dylan and Antonio and now Sal, even though I don't know Tone or Sal's numbers, is for them to do it in three hours and 20 minutes. So Jones I'm is mine now because he said there's no way that he's going to let me run that pace and not try to keep up. All so right. He's just going to try to stay with me. So there it is. 320 is my goal for what I want Dylan to do. And again, just like I had a goal for the Spartan race, Dylan's like, I think we can do it in less. And guess what? We did. So that is why I set a goal for Dylan because I want him to push himself a little bit more um, because this, this isn't his is. first rodeo. That's uh, what this next challenge is. So the 30 for 30. I turned 30 this year. So on my 30th birthday, I'm going to run 30 miles. And the challenging part of that is that it's less than three weeks after the marathon. Oh, so it might, the marathon, I think is the fourth. My birthday is the 21st. So I'm going to try to do 30 miles on my birthday. And this is where I, I'm not doing like a actual race or anything. I'm just going to yeah. run. So that's why I said, I might need you. I'm going to have like different people come out for like different legs. If you want to come run a mile, if you want to come run five miles, whatever you guys want to come out. Just at different times, I'm going to have people pop in and out. And I'm going to do 30 for 30. All right. All right. Is there um, within 12 hours, within the 24 of the day, what does this consist of? No, I'm going straight. So oh, I'm straight? Going, yeah, I'm going straight through, like whatever that takes. So like I would assume it's going to take me five-ish hours, maybe six, like depending like how beat up I am after this race because I am going to be pushing it for the race. Yeah. So it really depends. And I debated. 
I don't know what happened. It just kind of like jumped in my head. And I was like, like literally, bro, I was just sitting there one day and it was like 30 for 30. I was like, I should do it. I was like, I should do it. And I'm like, ah, it's too close to the race, isn't it? And like, I really like started to like bargain with myself of like reasons I shouldn't do it. And so that's why it, while I was bargaining with it, I texted you. Cause I'm like, if he brings it up, it's probably going to be on a podcast. And then I'm going to have no choice but to fucking do it. Yep. I like that. I like that. I like that. I think it's two All days right. before Thanksgiving though. So I'm like, am I going to be home? Am I going to be in North Carolina? I don't know where I'm going to be. Maybe we'll do a big uh, Friendsgiving here. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I want to do it in North Carolina. It'd be more ideal. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah. Because if it's fucking snowing, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. But no matter where I'm at, I've already committed to it at this point. So it is what it there is. There we I go. Drive home after. Go home the next day if I really want to be home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. But yeah Hell yeah. I like 30. that. That's the goal. We'll have to have to get the map laid out so that way we can set up yeah. those different uh, people to come and join at different spots. I'll or even just be there to fucking cheer loop. you on. Yeah, I'll probably do like some kind of like a five to eight to ten mile loop, like something where like I can stop, like have like food or like because I'm it's not going to be a course, like there's not going to be fuel along the way. So I'm yeah, in a spot where I can stop and grab whatever I need if I need to like change socks, if I need to like do whatever. But yeah, yep. I like that. I think that's an easy way to like people can easily support that when it's like let me just come hop in for a mile or two and like. But if you're in for the first three miles, you could be in for the last few miles. Like there's so much like leeway for people to just kind of jump in and be involved with that one. Yep. Damn. Uh, yeah. That's All right. A, that's my challenge for myself. There it is. I like that. I like that. I like that. So with this um, more running focused, cardio focused activities that you're doing, how has, and this is something else we touched on, but how has training been right now? And what are you kind of focusing on? It's just been training's honestly just been fun. Like I'm honestly not running any kind of a lifting program right now. I have like my normal split. Like, so I have three to sometimes four days, depending like how I'm feeling, but I have three days where I know what body parts I'm hitting, but I don't have a plan. It's kind of going in there doing whatever fuck I want. Like it's targeted and like I'm doing it, but I'm more volume. Like, so I'm going for more of like, I don't want to say bodybuilder type training, but it really is because it's, it's more volume and not as intense weight wise. Yeah. Um, that I benched yesterday. That was the first time I touched a barbell in probably like three weeks. Okay. A lot of machines, a lot of dumbbells, like a lot of running focus shit. So I think I'm, I finally become okay with like a runner identity. Like I, I like was, it. I was battling between the two for a while where like I wanted to be strong. Like I really wanted to push it. And now I'm like, I, here's the way I look at it. I know I'm never going to be the strongest dude in the world. Like it's not there already. And I'm like, realistically within the next five years, like my testosterone is probably going to decline naturally. Anyway, what are the odds of me getting that like exponentially stronger? You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. have to like have a higher baseline than I'm already at, but I think I could take it to a different level. If I really focused on running, I think there I could do a lot more. And push myself more. And I like to lift, but even the bulk, like it was, it was wearing me out. Like, I don't really yeah. feel that way when I've ever trained for a marathon. Yeah, that's, uh, which I think is a good thing, but I think actually, I know that's where we differ a lot is that I love being inside of the gym and that's where I find that passion, excitement, like you do, uh, with running, which isn't a bad thing. They're both different styles. 
Um, but I think it's important that we figure out, or we as humans figure out what that activity looks like for us. So that way we keep going and we keep working towards a goal because this year you could be focusing on running and next year you could have the mindset of that. You want to get big again. Um, but it's yeah. just not losing that foundation in between. Uh, luckily it transitioned smoothly for you and now you have things to look forward to, to keep you motivated, but it is finding that, that niche or that groove. That's like, you know what, this is it. Even if it's this is it at that time, that's all that matters. Yeah. Keep doing it for that time until the time shifts and then alter your lifestyle. Um, which is something that I've been like focusing on a lot lately is just like in general, um, I have a post that I'm going to be posting today and it's all along the lines of words or phrases that are misunderstood. And so like you brought up addiction earlier. Um, another one is like right now, like the, the concrete, like right now in time. And then I obviously put the spin on it of right now, like DTI right now, um, all in other words are fitness, working out, being active, dieting, lifestyle, happiness, because when you think of, when you think of addiction, what do you think of? I mean, it automatically goes straight to like drugs or like alcohol, yeah. like something negative. Yep. And so like, I look at it in the sense and, um, heard this from somebody where they put it, their spin on it, but I look at it in the sense of like addiction is such a bigger word. There's so much more meaning to it, but we as a society tie it to those negative events, drinking, drugs, um, pretty much those two things are what first come to mind. But like, I'm addicted to working out. I'm addicted to being like active, whether I do it the best every single day or not, it doesn't matter. It's something that's in my life that I'm addicted to that. I know that I need it. Um, another thing could be like, people are addicted to walking the beach. People are addicted to the way they eat. Like everybody has an addiction of something being on social media, on their phone, whatever that addiction is, it doesn't always have to be a bad addiction. And so I took that a step further to then break those terms or words down, whatever I come up with over the next like week or two to explain them a little bit more broad. So that way when people hear them or that way, when people think of dieting, they just don't think of like fad diets that are in right now. Yeah. And they don't think of dieting as something where you have to completely change your life because it doesn't need to be that way. Um, and then taking that a step further into like, how can you take those words and actually step into something? So for instance, people here working out and a lot of times people are like, I don't want to work out because I don't want to go to a gym. I don't like going to a gym. Gym suck. I'm not doing that. So guess what? I'm not going to work out at all. And it's like, well, well, wait a second. Working out doesn't have to be going into a fixed structure building. Working out can be ordering bands off of Amazon and doing an exercise in your living room. Working out can be going on walks daily. Working out can be going on those runs. Working out can be using your body weight. Working out can be going to something um, that the city provides, like I was doing at Mercy Health that I'm going to make a post about that. Like they have a track with different stations that use all body weight stuff, you stretch all of that stuff. So working out is such a different term uh, or such a, a big term for what that category actually entails. And so how do we convey messages? How do we convey things to achieve with words that have such strong, strong meaning? Personal training, strong meaning therapy, strong meaning, dieting, strong meaning, instead of taking it a step back and being like, okay, how can I fit these words into my lifestyle and tailor things to those words? Maybe that aren't the textbook definition, but they go along with it because they're achieving the end goal through those. 
I don't know if you're done or not. I don't want to jump in. But yeah, I think it's all about like the negative connotation that people put on it. There's a lot of different ways that people can interpret things. And maybe some people do interpret it that way. But I feel like all the good things, people refer to them as habits or routines. They don't Addiction, I think it just itself has this negative connotation. I think that's where people struggle with it the most. Yep. Yeah. And in my opinion, we need to be addicted in a lot of things in life just for ourselves. So going to the red light, going to sauna, cryo, like I would admit that I'm addicted to those things, but they're all of those. I used to tweet about it all the time. I would, because I know myself, I have a very addictive personality, but if you're aware of that and you can translate it into things that benefit you, then it does. It's not bad to have an addictive personality. People look at that as being a negative thing, but it's really not. Like you said, if you could transfer it to the gym, if you could transfer it to personal growth, if you can transfer it to anything that's going to benefit your life, having an addictive personality is actually like a good thing for you. Like it's a leg up on other people who are just fucking skating through life. Yep. Yeah. And I think it pushes you in a direction that nothing else can, because again, you could tie the word addiction to passion, to uh, lifestyle, to habits, like all of these different words that could play a factor in addiction and defining that for yourself. Um, so it's just been like kind of eye opening recently, like through having conversations, even when I was home, I was home with a hundred other people that were in to celebrate the same exact thing that I was there to celebrate and telling them kind of my story and opening up for the first time to like family members that I know, but I'm not close to about DTI and the message that we're like positioning and what we're trying to do in this world. Um, our CPA that we talked that I talked to today, he was like, tell me a little bit more about the business. Tell me, um, what you guys do. And I started talking to him and dude, he, he started opening up right away man, I X, Y, and Z, I did this Ironman. It gave me this drive. It gave me this passion. It changed my life for a year and a half. Like he started going into his story and he was using the words like it inspired it. And I'm like, bro, there's something there. Everyone that I fucking talk to is like, oh, I want to, I want to have the desire to inspire. I want this. I want that. Oh, I like what you guys are doing. And so I know the message is there. And so what I've been doing and why I'm like talking about this message is just like, looking into deeper meanings because when i'm talking to somebody they'll tell me that working out is hard okay well why is working out hard working out should be easy it shouldn't it shouldn't feel like a chore yeah you should put in work where it you know might stress or strain muscles and this and that but like what does working hard mean and then they start diving in deep into that dieting is hard i've tried it in the past well what have you tried in the past to make dieting hard um having the passion is hard well what do you mean by that like there's so many things that if you just like sit back and be like, well, why is this? Why is that? Can you explain a little bit more? Well, why would you try in the past? Like all of these things come to life where it's not that any of those things were hard. It's that they were completely trying to uplift their life in a complete, in a direction that they didn't want to go. They didn't yeah. want to stop doing this all the time. They didn't want to take this out of their diet. They didn't want, they didn't want, they didn't want. So it's like, okay, that's fine. You don't want to go into the gym either. No, fuck that. Well, I do, but I don't want to do it yet. I'm scared. It's intimidating. Okay, that's fine. Let's start with this. And then I started explaining it to them. And they're like, wow, what you're saying is resonating so much. It's hitting. It's this and that. Like, I agree with what you're saying. And it just like fueled me, bro, to just start looking in and actually listening to conversations versus just fucking spewing and talking like I'm doing right now. (laughs) I would like to know, like, I always like to dig into why are you intimidated by the gym? Like, there has to be a reason. And I think a lot of it comes down to like, 
they're not educated on what movements they should be doing, how to use machines, this or that. But from someone who's been in a ton of types of gyms, most people who are intimidated, where do they go? Planet Fitness. They're going to say, mm-hmm. oh, that's an easy place for me to go, whatever. I found more assholes in Planet Fitness than I found anywhere else. Like any like agree. gym where like people are actually getting after it, no one is, first of all, every Planet and this is why I think that is. Planet Fitness, like there's a lot of people that are half-assing it or like they're just there to be there, whatever. Like they feel like, and for some people, sure, like just getting in the door, you need to start there. Mm-hmm. But like other gyms, like there's really like experienced people, there's people getting after it. And it's usually like the bigger people in there, like the people you know have been in the gym for fucking 15 years. Those people are way more open to come and help you, to answer questions. Like they're not going to be the asshole because they've seen people through all the stages of the gym. Like they've been around long enough to see that there's people who fall off, but the people who stick with it, like they want to help those people. And if I ever see anybody like confused, I've never, never once wanted to talk shit about them or wanted to be like, yo, look at this fucking dude over here. Like, it's always like, yep. let me go help this person out. Or like if someone has people ask me questions all the time, like I'm more than happy to explain how something works. Like this isn't a place where you need to feel like out of your, I no one's there to make you feel out of place. Like it, at least they shouldn't be, which is why I kind of have a problem with Planet Fitness. It's not like, I, I always say yeah. I never want to go there, but it's really for that reason. Like it's not like a community based thing. Like it's not cohesive. No one's there to help each other. It's all just kind of doing your own thing. But every other gym I go to, people are stopping between sets and talking to each other. Like, there's camaraderie within the gym, and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I never looked at it from that sense, and I really like that you phrased it that way because it's almost like taking – whether it's a a school district or it's a – housing district um so for instance like a really nice neighborhood versus a really bad one or a very good school versus a very bad one like there will always be those people within those communities that will have the shit that they need to say that will try and act better than anybody else but for the majority if you are paying a premium price for something or if you are living in a nicer area if you are going to a better school not only are the people more invested in that space or in that thing, but they also provide like, I guess you could say like more top of the line things. So the clientele that comes in, the equipment that you're using, um, the people's purpose of why they're involved in that. And so you phrasing it like that actually makes me think that we have this all backwards because we look at planet fitness as a, cheap alternative to get into the gym judgment free zone but yeah you pay that ten dollars but i don't know one person that goes there that actually likes it they only do it because it's convenient to their location or that it's a cheap price the gym i go to is only 10 bucks like i go to a cheap gym but they have extra Hmm. they are tiered system but i specifically only pay 10 bucks yeah they have other things too they have a pool a sauna like it's not like it's planet fitness because i do what you're saying there's in terms of amenities and shit like that. Yep. No, that's interesting because like I have this book concept in my head of what I want to write one day for one of my books. And it's kind of like my evolution of the gym. So like 
I don't know what your thoughts were of the gym when you first started going, but to me, I was one of those people, bro. I was extremely intimidated. I didn't want to go in there. I didn't want to step foot. I would do anything in my power to make up an excuse not to go in the weight room, even in high school, because I was always a little guy. I was always the guy that couldn't lift a lot. I was always the guy that they would be like, go and try this weight. And I couldn't do it. And then everyone would laugh. And I might play that up bigger in my head, but that's because I was living through it. So it was an insecurity of mine. And so the gym can be an extremely daunting and dark place without knowing who the gym actually is. And once you experience the gym and once you get comfortable, and that's, this is why we preach, like, even if you go in there in the beginning for a minute and you step foot on a machine, you're doing better than you did yesterday. And if in two days you go in there and you're in there for five minutes, you did better than two days ago. And you just keep going in there with the understanding that you're learning things that you don't know at all right now, but you have something set in stone that you can follow to be able to be comfortable, something that you can see the exercises being done, the machines being used, whatever it is. And then you keep building that confidence to go and go and go, even when you don't want to, that you'll start seeing the changes in the body. You'll start seeing the changes in your sleep, your attitude, um, the way you feel, and you're going to be like, damn, I kind of like this place. And then you have that breakthrough moment where you look in the mirror and you're like, holy fuck, like I look good. And then you'll have a little bit of a setback and you'll be like, ah, I don't want to do this. And you just keep going back to it because there's something it does, which we both have been blessed to experience, but it releases those things that we need inside of our body to, in my opinion, operate on a day-to-day basis. Everybody knows if they've been following this for a while, like I preach all the time that the gym saved my life. When I got through a super dark place, I used the gym as my therapy, my medicine, my everything in order to live and survive. And through that is how DTI was born because Dylan was already on a path that he saw what physical health was doing to his body and then combining my thoughts with his to get us to where we are now. Um, But I, I just want if there's an impact I can make on this world, it is to make people realize how important it is to go into the gym, even if it's two times a week, to experience that exertion that you give your body when you lift those weights, when you use those machines, or even step on a treadmill in the beginning to move your body in some new way, shape, or form than you're used to going through your day-to-day life. Yeah, to touch on like the evolution of like the gym that you've talked about, so you obviously didn't know me in high school, but up until that point, I had played soccer my entire life. I was the same height I am now as 140 pounds as a senior. So like I was also the little guy. I didn't want to go to the weight room. I would go to Planet Fitness like here and there, but like I would do the same thing. I'd make up excuses. And then I graduated and that's when I started to put on weight because soccer was gone now. So now I was eating and I was drinking. And the only times, which kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, that I would go to the gym was when other people would invite me to the gym. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but they knew what they were doing. And so when I was a freshman in college, there was two dudes who would invite me. They lived in my dorm. They would invite me every day. I wouldn't go every day, but when I did, they weren't, it wasn't there to make fun of me. It wasn't there to be like, hey, let's get you to stop being a fat ass, whatever. Like, it was like, let me show you how to do this, or let me show you this. And then the same thing, we had Brandon Fraser on the podcast, who was like the guy who really kickstarted for me. He would take me every day. We'd get there at five. And he had a guy that he followed who he did his workout plan. And we did it every day. I didn't know half of these fucking movements when I started. But it was never like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. You don't know what you're doing. It was, let me show you how to do this. Let me explain to you 
why these things are this way. And like, that's what sparked this entire thing. Like it's the only reason I do what I do today. So like, it's, yep. it just goes back to, you need the people around you who are going to help you. And you might yeah. not know them now. Like I didn't, I wasn't close with any of these people at the time. Like I built that in the gym. So if you go and you surround yourself with the right people, you're going to learn, but you're also like gym bonds. Like the people who work out together, it's totally different than like any other relationship. Dude. Like you're yeah. like going through shit with this person every single day. Yep. Yeah. I think of uh, Josh and Marcus when I think of like when I really started to get into the gym and couldn't thank them enough. And they probably don't even know that they were a driving force. They might, I have no idea, yeah. but um, yeah, it's about just getting, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and taking that leap to step in there, even if it is for that first five minutes, because one thing that we need to remember in life is that without discomfort, there's no comfort that can be gained. There's no progress that can be gained. There's nothing that comes out of life without that discomfort. And you have to start thinking and looking at the gym as medicine, start thinking of the gym as therapy, start thinking of the gym as, um, even a place like you pray, like I've prayed at the gym, I've cried at the gym. I've done all of these things at the gym because it's helped me so much grow as a person. Um, both physically and mentally. And so if we start changing the perspective that, oh, when I step in here, everybody's going to judge me. Everybody's going to be looking at me. Everybody's going to be everybody. I promise you're not the center of attention. You're you're the center of attention because you're putting yourself first and you're making it yep. seem as if everybody's doing or looking at you. That's not the case. You might have people look at you, give you a head nod. All they're doing is going through the motions. Every single person in that fucking gym, I don't give a shit what anybody says, is going through something in life. Both good, bad, ugly, it doesn't matter. They are going through something in life and they are in there for a reason. There's a reason people get up at five in the morning to work out. There's a reason that people go to the gym at nine o'clock at night. There's a reason that they go at 12 o'clock in the afternoon is because they are fighting something good or bad in their life and they want to make sure that they keep moving forward and the last thing they're worried about is what you look like, what you're wearing, what you're thinking about, um, because everybody is in there to get better. And if you have that mindset that everybody's in here doing the same thing I am, but just has a different story on why they're doing it, it'll be that much easier to step foot in there. And every single day you go for those little durations, it'll start building and compounding on each other. And next thing you know, you're going to be living in there three to five times a week um, bettering yourself, getting uncomfortable, pushing yourself because every lift should have its own challenge. So every single day you should be doing something that's uncomfortable because you're pushing your body, you're pushing your limits to be able to achieve that. And that's how you grow. That's how you flourish. And that's how you get over these life obstacles, humps, emotions, uh, feelings that you have on a daily basis. I used to be guilty of that. I used to think that all eyes were on me when I was in the gym. And the longer I go, the more I realize no one gives a fuck that I'm even there. People nope. notice like if I miss a day, they're like, oh, where you been? But like I've never watched someone perform more than one or two reps at a time. No one's sitting there watching your fucking set, critiquing the way that you're doing something. It's it's not they're so worried about their next set or getting their rest in or getting some water. Like they're focused on what they're doing. They don't give a fuck about you in the nicest way possible. They just don't yeah. give a fuck about you. And two, like when you're looking at that person doing a few sets, it's because you're in the midst of like recovering from yours that it's pretty much like a fog memory. It's not like you're sitting there like, yeah. oh, let me critique or analyze that set. Like, no, you're just looking around because you're passing time until you have to do your next set. But um, yeah, the the gym, 
I wish it was prescribed more by doctors. I wish it was prescribed more by parents. I wish it was prescribed more by families. I wish it was prescribed more by friends. Um, we're very blessed to have the friend group that we have. Um, and we make sure and we hold each other accountable for that. And um, because of that, I'm thankful um, because there are those days where I see the pictures, even if it's just of a little sliver of a machine or a treadmill that it's like, all right, cool. They went, I got to go, even though I don't want to get up this morning. Um, so having that community, having that foundation of people around you to make you want to get better um, goes a, a long, long way. And if you don't have that community, if you don't have that support system that's pushing you, and if you don't know where to even start or begin, reach out to us, to somebody that you look up to and get that response from them. So that way you have a starting point. It's not as daunting. It's not as scary um, when you have the person setting the right expectations for you. Um, in terms of what you have to accomplish based off of what goals you want to see or what you want to achieve. Yep. So that is I'll all we have. All I <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, this is the longest it's ever taken me to finish an energy drink. I still have some left. So, there you know, we go. progress, progress, <laughs> baby. Good, good. Well, Dylan, send us out, baby. Um, yeah. Um, I, you you're always so good at wrapping them up that I never know where to go from here because I'm like I'm like trying to think in my head what am I going to summarize? We don't even have to summarize anything. Change your perspective on pretty much everything here. We talked about addiction. We talk about the gym. All of them have these negative connotations. Haven't read your post yet, but go check out Freddie's post because I'm sure it's going to go more into depth than this is. But other than that, thirty for thirty. If you guys want to come out to North Carolina and run a couple miles with me, feel free. But if not, have the desire to inspire. Tell your mom Freddie loves her. It's home.